0: Throughout all of this, yeah. Throughout its entire history, so because of that, Bitcoin is immune to a lot of the problems that someone trying to create a private blockchain will have, and it will inevitably fail with. And of course, he does it with great analogies and much better pros than I can come up with. Yeah. So,
1: Essentially, Bitcoin is bane. So, you, you've only adopted blockchain. I was born in it raised it a- <laughs> I've seen the scum of the internet since my inception <laughs> and so that's that's essentially what he said is that uh, they're building a blockchain
2: Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the Bitcoin podcast. I'm your first host, Marcello, and I'm host number two, D. Host number three, Corey, and we're getting close to 30. We're getting close, man. And um, this episode is brought to you by escrowmybits.com. And fellas, the holidays are just around the corner a couple weeks away. So we said it before, we'll say it again. Please do not board a plane with gifts. That's a hassle. And did you know that the TSA will fucking rip open your presents if they're gift wrapped? They'll just rip it up. They don't care. Yeah. They give no fucks. They give no fucks. So don't be that guy. It's just a hassle. So, look, escrow my bits. It's fast. It's super easy. And it only takes three steps. So you just register, deposit your Bitcoin that we all know and love and have. The seller ships the item. Buyer checks the goods and releases the funds. And they also offer Bitcoin escrow with a locked exchange rate. They charge a small flat escrow fee of 1% on all escrow transactions, and they even offer you the ability to split the fee with the other party. They've thought of everything. Your funds are kept in a secure two of a three multi-signature transaction. They only hold one key. You hold the rest. Put it in your pocket. It works. Escrow was created to solve all the problems wrong with the type of escrow services currently around. Their goal is to make using escrow as simple as possible. So, for instance, Corey, you're in Brazil. You want to send some presents home or some gifts to your mom and dad. Boom. Escrow my bits, right?
0: Yeah, especially if I'm buying them from some sketchy place where I don't really trust them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where they use English like, your product come good in the mail. (laughs) Did I just... Yes, I alienated some (laughs) listeners. Surprise! You know what they should do? Like at Escrow My Bits, they should have like a one of those cheesy local commercials, but put it on YouTube. And it's like, if you need to escrow some shit, use Escrow My Bits.
3: You know what I mean? Because it rhymes. And then Then, yeah, just
1: uh, you know, like one of those low budget.
3: Yeah, yeah, the testimonials. That'd be perfect.
1: Hey. I escrowed my shit with Escrow My Bits.
3: (laughs) And it kind of rhymes. Like a little jingle. So to start the process, just go to their website. Make sure you sign up for their newsletter. Stay up to date. Uh, We use it. We love it. EscrowMyBits.com So um, let's kick off this episode with a little reader mail. Um, Will writes in. And he says, hey guys, I listened to your podcast and found you guys extremely insightful and easy to listen to. It's amazing how much the podcast has improved each episode. So good work. Thank you, buddy. But his, uh, his question is, is, he's a huge proponent for Bitcoin and would like to get further involved. And as a college student, what opportunities are out there for advocating Bitcoin, either on a casual or a professional basis? Basically, how can he get involved? Uh, so I know Corey gave them some personalized advice, but for those out there that are kind of in the same boat, Corey, can you help these uh, crypto noobs out a little bit?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's, – it's hard to really answer the, the question specifically because Bitcoin is so broad and overlaps a lot of disciplines. And with any major revolutionary technology, there's a lot of things that we don't know that it's going to touch. So it really depends – For the fundamental level, what are you good at? Like, what skills do you personally have that you can bring to the table that may be different than most people? But first, for anyone, any general advice is to get to know what Bitcoin is and how it works first. You can never do anything. You can never improve something unless you understand its current state and where it is. So you can start that by, you know, maybe taking the Bitcoin course on Coursera which we've talked about and taken. We really enjoyed that. It really gives a really good, broad overview of the protocol of Bitcoin, how it works, where it's at, implications, downfalls, anything that you may want to think about, and a lot of the the surface-level coverage, and a little bit deeper as well of Bitcoin. And once you get that, you can then start to figure out where you can apply your particular skills or hone your skills if you're a college student to make something that no one else has. Um, and then of course, use Bitcoin, tell your friends about it, try and get people to, to, to talk about it. And in the process, you'll meet people who are doing the same thing. And you know, that's how, that's how projects get started in the first place.
1: Absolutely. You're going to also, if you're trying to spread adoption, you're going to need a monk robe as well and to shave
0: just the top of your head (laughs) or all, but the top of your head all all but the top of your head i mean also you can i mean if you have a specific question ask us or ask someone who may know we have we have avenues on our website to ask particular questions and we'll give the best advice we can and if we can't answer those questions we'll point you in the right direction that's that's kind of our goal is to help people understand things about bitcoin that they don't they may not understand introduce you to new things that are going on and if we can't answer them, point you in the right direction to other people who can. It's the internet. If you don't know, you can look it up or find someone who do, who does know. Absolutely. But thank you to Will because yeah. that was a pick-me-up. That was yeah, That's a great, great. I really enjoyed that comment.
1: It's great to get feedback like that. And it's great to be able to interact with people that listen to point them in the right directions to get the info uh, that they need. But basically, just like Corey said, Will or anybody else's like Will, take your skill set, be really aware of what you can and can't do, and find a way to apply that to the Bitcoin uh, space,
3: period. Yeah. I don't want people to, like, take or, I guess, mistake yeah. our laid-back approach for us not being informed. We'll help you out. Definitely. And,
1: you know, like, I understood, like, I'm not a computer science guru, So I took my skill set and I applied that to the Bitcoin and and just like that, you know, nobody's saying go out and get a PhD in comp sci and cryptography. Uh, You don't need that. All you got to need is a little bit of passion behind the awesomeness that is Bitcoin. Now, can we do a like uh, from 300? (laughs) No. Okay. Just, (laughs) Just wanted to ask. Let's nice try that. Maybe one day. Um, so, cello, did you have anything to add? Because, um, I mean, you, all three of us
0: have very different backgrounds. Very different. And we came together to make a podcast because I don't know. We have a different view on Bitcoin and what we can offer to it. I mean, Marcello comes from a marketing background and graphics design. The way he does things is through our website and. And a lot of the commentary on on the podcast is through the lens of a marketer and graphic designer, and how that affects Bitcoin in general, with all these different products and people we interview. I'm sure when he thinks about how cool or what they do and whether or not they're worthwhile, is through the lens of his background experience.
3: Absolutely, I'm just jealous that you know he's getting on the ground floor while he's in college. You know, he has a 10 year jump. Yeah, man. Us. Use and that now, time wisely. Don't yeah. play too much League of Legends. Like, <laughs> get out there,
1: <laughs> and study up on Bitcoin and, and, and know about it. And then the more you know about it, the better you can – the better and easier uh, you can explain it to people.
0: And have well, The resources them. are there. I mean, even like Bitcoin Blake tries to push is that you can educate yourself so easily on the internet nowadays because of the available resources. And it's also starting to permeate through the university level where they're having real courses and real degree plans based on cryptocurrencies and, and this type of and blockchain technology and Bitcoin and all this type of stuff. So you, you, you can get on the ground floor and educate yourself pretty easily. And we can educate you too.
1: Yeah. I like doing that. But for sure, for sure. So what else is on the docket? What else is on the pin board
3: um, really quick there's this uh, there's a studio in Austin uh, that's actually kind of right up the street from where I work and D we've joked around on the show about the film out of time and how soon we won't need bitcoin wallets and we'll just show our wrists and like deposit bitcoin at Starbucks etc cetera, etc cetera. yes and uh, yeah so now they have this tech tat technology which could essentially be a bitcoin wallet tattoo if you will um, if you want to just play that clip we can uh, kind of get like a brief insight into it cool beans, I'll let it ride right now alright
1: so another beautiful thing that Tech Tattoo kind of takes over and disrupts the market is in the banking industry, we carry wallets around and they're so vulnerable with the Tech Tattoo you can carry all your information on your skin and when you want your credit card information or your ID you can pull that up automatically through the system so the great thing about this idea is that it not Yikes. only serves a real.
3: Yeah. yeah, so I guess the tattoos are made with a like a conductive ink, and they're they're mainly used in the medical field, but I mean we can already imagine like a fully developed three hundred three like right under your skin. So that's insane. Yeah, it is insane, and then it starts
1: to get really uh, dystopic with uh, people having like mandatory tattoos on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of eerie. I'm not throwing it out there, but I just did.
0: It's nah, I think it's it's natural for the evolution of humans is to augment the human body to make it perform better.
1: Yeah, that's true, but I don't want a fucking barca- barcode on my neck.
0: Yeah, well, that, that depends on government and so forth, but You'd I all be like, I I shudder at the idea of a of a, like a firmware upgrade or like the protocol changes and your tattoo no longer works. (laughs) (laughs) That would suck so bad. You really got to think hard on how future-proof what you're putting inside your body is. Yeah. Like, you know, you're old and gray and your children are like, what's all that shit on your arm? It's like all the different wallets I've had as they change protocols. Yeah. What are
3: you going to do if, like, you're at a checkout line and the guy in front of you, instead of tapping his phone on the pay terminal, he just gestures and the payment info it's handed off into the terminal, and then you're just, like, left there with your jaw dropped.
0: I think he was a Jedi, and then he just <laughs> flew yeah.
3: somebody. If I were a pirate, I'd cut off his hand.
1: and I'm taking <laughs> I don't know. If, also, if they start uh, issuing out mandatory barcodes, bro, I'm going straight Dennis Leary off of Demolition Man. I'm going <laughs> underground, spraying Taco Bell on buildings.
0: That's what I'm
3: doing. <laughs> So you're you're not an early adopter into the the wild world of uh biohacking. You're going to you're going to sit this one out. Oh, I'm into uh,
0: biohacking, but I'm not putting I'm not putting <laughs> my money on my skin where someone can just be like, "Oh, thanks for their money." Cuz I yeah. feel like nowadays it's very easy if you're broadcasting something like that for someone to take it.
3: I don't know. In the, know in the movie last time, could you chop their arms off and 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 like steal their currency? Was that a thing? I don't know. That's something they should have put
1: into the storyline cuz that's a very interesting huh way to go just chop their arm off and then do the thing where you put it on your arm and then suck out yeah. the time out of them i mean yeah, I, I love
0: justin timberlake
1: oh yeah i'm a huge <laughs> fan of justin timberlake he's one of the dudes i really want to hang out with before i go to the grave beyond i know it's not going to happen but if if you're listening jt which you're not i want to hang out with you play some
0: xbox yeah. The, uh, if, I would of this, it. if I were to get this tattoo, I'd have to like make it look cool so that when it doesn't work anymore, I can be like, oh, here's my tattoo. That's and then she'd be like, idea. oh that's a cool tattoo. I'd be like, yeah, it used to work, but now it's just a tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. It's
1: to me it would need and, and you can get fake tattoos, right? Couldn't you get a fake tattoo? It's or temporary can, tattoos. Temporary, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd get it, but if I did, like Corey said, it'd be really awesome. It'd be like a a wolf warrior with an with a hand axe with a little barcode on its armor.
0: Role playing D.
1: <laughs> Dungeons and
3: Dragons. Style. Anyway. <laughs> oh so, snap. So it's uh we are winding down to the end of the year. So how about we vote for 2015's Bitcoin podcast, most influential person in the space of Bitcoin and the blockchain. You guys want to hear the nominees and then we can vote? Yeah. Sure. All right. There's five nominees and whoever wins this will officially be our MVP of the year. So we got Brian Armstrong from Coinbase. Okay. Bluthmisters from Digital Asset Holdings. One of our faves, okay. we got Roger Vare from Memory Dealers, Tweet Gavin Andreessen, Bitcoin Core, and Andreas Antonopoulos. Ooh, that last one, you saved it, didn't you? Hey, I'm just uh reading the names in the alphabetical order. No, I didn't, it was random. <laughs>
1: Oof, it's a tough one. You know, recently I've been a little bit bitter towards Andreas, honestly, because he doesn't want to come on the show, or hasn't agreed to come on the show yet, even though I've sent him a lot of tweets. But I listened to one of his speeches recently, uh, a la Corey sending me the link, and damn it if I'm not right back on the Andreas train. What
3: kind you of know. things did he talk about?
0: Like, what uh, was the, like, the, the thing that sucked you in? Corey, you want to take it, or? Yeah, he talks about how... Uh, essentially, he's talking about how a lot of the companies and banks and other the financial industry trying to make their private blockchains, and they're only doing another iteration of what they've been doing in the past, but trying to incorporate the underlying technology of Bitcoin, and it's just going to fail because it cannot. At this point, there's nothing that can grow to the size of Bitcoin because Bitcoin has been has lived in the face of adversity throughout this entire time and adapted throughout all of this. Yeah. Throughout its entire history, so because of that, Bitcoin is immune to a lot of the problems that someone trying to create a private blockchain will have, and it will inevitably fail, inevitably fail with. And of course, he does it with great analogies and much better pros than I can come up with. Yeah, so.
1: essentially, Bitcoin is bane. So, you you've only adopted blockchain. I was born in it, raised in it. <laughs> I've seen the scum of the internet since my inception. <laughs> and so that's that's essentially what he said, is that uh, they're building a blockchain that is like a Bubble Boy. It's in a bubble. It's, it's just kept away from all the bad stuff of the internet. And as soon as Bubble Boy gets on the internet, it's a wrap, bro. It's going to get pneumonia and die.
0: And what I like, I like the... The analogy he used of um, essentially banks are in the third stage of denial or third stage of what was it? Grief. They're in the third stage of grief, which is really? denial. Yeah. They've now gone past the kicking and screaming to like grief or bargaining. Pretty and much. So now they're just like, okay, 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 okay. Blockchain is pretty good. Let's use it. Let's 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 use it for ourselves, mm. right? And they're, and they're slowly dealing with the consequences of their, their, their empire that they have built is going to fail. And now they're trying to bargain with the failure of it by incorporating it, incorporating the, I guess, the proprietor of their failure into it poorly. And the next step will, will definitely come soon, I think, when they realize that that won't work. Nope.
3: That speech—it uh, looked like it wasn't supposed to be videotaped. It looked like that dude was putting his phone down to his ankle and tilting the phone up. It yeah. looked
0: like he was rubbing the microphone for a while.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Clearly, wasn't <laughs> supposed to be recorded.
1: I no,
0: probably hour. was. Just, he just didn't want to hold on to the camera for an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I were Andreas, I'd be because at that point, you know, you're probably getting paid to talk and and paid to be. You know Andreas. that he
0: is the he is a face of Bitcoin. And yes, he is. It's a good one my opinion. He's very knowledgeable and has very good ways of distributing the information, the complex information of Bitcoin to people who have complex questions but don't understand the intricacies as well as he does.
1: Yeah. I've been practicing my Andreas
0: imitation. I think it's
3: Uh-oh.
0: okay. wait for it. Wait for wait for a good one. Okay. Well, I well, I'm voting it, for
3: uh, Brian Armstrong at Coinbase. I like what Coinbase has done this year. Okay. I so- have. Wow, somebody's racing cars. Yeah,
1: it's Moto GP. Sorry. <laughs> um.
3: So your votes for Brian Armstrong cello. Yep. Bye. Let's Explain. Oh man, Coinbase man, they're they're rocking it. I mean, when I think of Andreas, I think of a pioneer. I think of a of a guy. But when I think of Brian Armstrong, he's got the Verizon network behind him. He's got Coinbase, and they're constantly innovating, and um. I, you know, I'm not going to put Andreas against Coinbase. I mean, that's unfair. Um, you know, so I think Brian Armstrong represents Coinbase and every every great thing that they're doing. I, I think Andreas is a uh, kind of a Johnny Appleseed of Bitcoin, and I think he's very valuable. But
0: I got to give it to Coinbase this year. So you're placing, you're essentially placing the technology. You're prioritizing the technology over the people, and you want the found, the foundation to be. The things people can use as opposed to what Andreas provides, which is education.
3: I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of look at him kind of as Steve Jobs, you know, and Coinbase's Apple. So I kind of half agree with that statement. I I think Brian Armstrong deserves a little bit of the credit, too. Right on. What about
1: his buddy, Shram? I left him
3: off on purpose.
0: He's not very
1: vocal. but I, I guarantee he's a big part of Coinbase beyond this. Everybody, every
0: company has a face. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Brian I don't think Armstrong. he would have got up
3: on the stage to accept the award, so I just put Brian on there. You know, Brian Armstrong also looks like
1: a skinny kingpin from Daredevil, <laughs> yeah. which is very intimidating, kind of. Like, you look at him and he does that little tiny smile and it's like, what are you up to, Mr. Armstrong? Nah, see? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I right, get the Bitcoin so wallet, see? I'll give you ten
0: bucks, <laughs> huh? All right, so who you vote for? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah? I don't know. I'm going to have to go with, with Coinbase as well just nice. because I'm all on the, 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 the foundational infrastructure that can be built upon. And they nice. provide a framework and API that a lot of people can use to grow the Bitcoin network and its usability, its use cases. So, I mean, a lot of people have created apps off the backbone of Coinbase to allow people to interact with – Finances the way they want to and Bitcoin the way they want to. I think maybe next year it could be something like the 21 computer network. But we have yet to see what fruits come from that interactive development, inter- integrated development environment. So, I think if, uh,
1: if 21 develops into what Balaji wants it to be, it's going to be a, a humanity changer. I mean, well, there's he he's that guy is genius level so like he's he's Elon Musk level and i don't think he gets enough credit for how how genius he is or maybe there i'm a just a of, weird fanboy
0: there are a lot of prodigies who see the world and technology through a very unique lens mm-hmm. and i think that because they're able to do that they'll create a lot of things that we won't see the fruit of or how incredibly influential they were until a few until years down the line when they've grown into permeating humanity, just like Facebook was. When Facebook first happened, it was you – know, whether or not like you like Facebook now, you know it exists and you know a lot of people who use it, which is the majority of the people you know. But when it first exists, they're like, oh, it's just college people trying to look at pictures of each other and see whether or not they're hot. But now yeah. everyone has it and it becomes this – yeah. integration of a social environment where you can contact anybody you've known in your past incredibly quickly, or at least see what they're up to. There's no reason to go to a family reunion or like a college or high school reunion anymore because you know what they've been up to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that was, that idea wasn't something that people understood when the internet came about or Facebook for that matter. Yeah. So D you, who you got
3: Brian Armstrong or Andreas? I have to go with Andreas. Uh,
1: but Brian Armstrong wins. Of course, he gets sixty six percent. But I go with Andreas. The MVP. because the MVP of a year, of a week. <laughs> no, we can't do that. That's probably like like copyrighted. Maybe. But uh, um, yeah, Brian Armstrong, the Bitcoin podcast most valuable player of twenty fifteen.
3: Good job, sir. Good job. Well All down, right. Sir. Uh so we all we all want a world where we can spend our bitcoins, right, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, there's but there's not enough merchant acceptance. So what do we do? Well, there's this service called Plutus, and they want to change this problem by offering a digital currency platform that uses contactless technology through their wallet, and we got the team on the show. So we run them through, or Corey runs them through, the Bitcoin podcast gauntlet, such as why the hell would the end user have to buy Bitcoin in order to use it to buy something in fiat when he already holds fiat, right? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can make sense for miners or people who hold Bitcoin and then want to pay fiat. So I don't know. I thought the idea was cool, but I think it requires an enormous amount of of like development and resources. So, uh, you know, over the next 20 minutes, Corey comes with all the hard hitting questions. And, uh, when we come out of it, hopefully we can endorse this thing,
0: right? Yeah. More along the lines. I mean, I, I had a lot of questions about this because I'm interested in the subject and I wanted to know how it works and how it works for what I want it to work for. So a lot of it was just coming from my pure curiosity and excitement about this product. So,
3: well, you're still excited. Even Heck, after yeah.
0: the interview. Heck, I'm, so, even more, I'm more even pumped. Bam. Mm. I just had one
1: question, and it didn't come to me until, like, you know, one of those thoughts after the interview. After you already did the interview. Yeah. And it was but, Plutus, but, Greek god of wealth, but Plutus.it is about spending.
0: So... we'll we'll, we'll cover that after the interview (laughs) alright that is kind of backwards um so here it is so once again thanks for joining us on the show and um, starting out we'd like to know how you got introduced into bitcoin and what really made you dive into sticking with it and and uh developing apps
4: for that matter well
5: I actually got into Bitcoin from a negative news story. I was I was reading about Bitcoin, about all these scams and exchanges being hacked. And there was this essay online of, that somebody wrote. It was like two pages long about why Bitcoin will never be more than $1. And at this point, I actually had a few Bitcoins, about 200 or 300 Bitcoins. And this convinced me to to sell them at a terrible price, and I regret that ever since. Mm. So that's what first introduced me to Bitcoin. I haven't heard of it before that. So, so that's when I knew, okay, this is Bitcoin, but I wasn't really into it. I wasn't uh, really focused on it. Um, and then in 2014, uh, it really started like spreading. Bitcoin, Bitcoin businesses started popping up. Venture capital started flowing in. And that's when I decided um, I I can actually work in the Bitcoin space because I understand most of this already from from my previous exposure to it. And I I thought it it would be a great opportunity to help businesses on their marketing and uh, help Bitcoin in general by proxy.
0: Yeah, so that's that's how I got
5: started mostly.
0: I think a lot of people have that same kind of uh, two, two two part scenario from the early adopters. One is I had a lot of Bitcoin in the early days, and I was convinced to sell it. And I hate that I had to do that. And I was only because I didn't think it would work. And as I read more and more about it, it became something that I knew would work and had a lot of trust in.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that it's useful, at least um, in some ways. It doesn't have to be. Uh, oh my God, it's going to replace the world's currency. It's just, it's, it's useful in extremely many ways, and the use cases are growing. Um, there's no, there's no need to assume it's going to replace every single bank in the world. But uh,
0: I believe it's, it's, it's definitely here to stay. It's definitely at the very minimum takes over. Um, it fits a niche in a lot of certain places where it can't go away because it's so useful. exactly. And then it becomes useful in a lot of other places. So to say it will go away is is just a complete misnomer. It's not going to go away. But to say it's going to take over is something also a little little over the top. Uh, But I guess in my understanding of how Plutus works. you're currently attempting to solve the, I have Bitcoin and I want to spend it problem, which mainly focuses on people who know about Bitcoin, but how, how can you see this app facilitating those who don't know about Bitcoin to get them into the space?
5: Uh, well, to start out, uh, it definitely is an app designed for people who are earning Bitcoin or mining Bitcoin or are, have a Bitcoin business where they earn Bitcoin. ...or any other way that they may get Bitcoin. Some people do gaming. Uh, I don't know. So it doesn't, doesn't matter which, which way they get Bitcoin. Um, and what we want to do is offer these people the way to, to spend it at brick-and-mortar businesses immediately. Um, how we think it will facilitate uh, usage by people who don't know about Bitcoin. That's that's a good question. Um, while it's not the, the intent of the project to, to facilitate the, the adoption of Bitcoin directly... We have actually noticed that uh, just by going into a store and paying with Bitcoin, the merchants may actually uh, get, you may actually get the merchants' attention, and they will they will ask you how are you doing this, um, what how are you paying, uh, how does this Bitcoin stuff work, and that may then inspire them to to read about the benefits. and I think if they if they see actual customers standing in their store, uh, using it. It'll be a much, much better argument than, than, some, than something they read online. So once, once you do that, merchants are going to notice and they may start to compete with each other. So one, one restaurant may have Bitcoin accepted and then the one across the street may have Bitcoin accepted. And this will definitely also just spread word of mouth. So even if the merchant doesn't uh, accept it, they might tell their friends, oh, somebody paid with Bitcoin at my store today. And um, I think I think that that should result in a net benefit for Bitcoin adoption
0: uh, in the long run. Yeah, it's definitely through through increasing the overall usage of Bitcoin allows for people to discuss it and talk about it a lot more.
5: So it's, the, the principle is like um, sort of like a reverse BitPay. Mm-hmm. So instead of and it, with BitPay the, 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 and, and these other services, the merchant has to go there, has to use this service has to download their app or um, has to provide some some way for people to scan the q r code and and all this stuff, but what we are doing is yeah. we're we're um, giving the power into the to, to the user's hands so the user can exchange it into their virtual debit card through the app, and the merchant doesn't need to know doesn't need to know exactly uh, how the user is paying so so the merchants the merchants can just keep doing what they're doing right now. Um as long as they have this NFC access point, an NFC payment terminal, uh you will be able to pay with Plutus anywhere in the world. So it it's it's um it doesn't depend on merchants, and that's that's the main practical solution here because convincing merchants as we know is is, is has been quite difficult recently. Um and BitPay has actually uh scaled down their operations on, on um trying to reach merchants and other uh other payment processors have done the same because once you reach a certain amount of people that are interested in Bitcoin from the beginning, the rest is extremely set in their ways and mm-hmm. difficult to change. Mm-hmm. So um, we believe that this this will also like help from from a different angle that when people also hear about our service, merchants hear about our service, they may be uh, they, they may Google that and from then find payment processors, Uh, if they want to do that or if they want to accept Bitcoin directly they'll find apps to do that but right now the main thing with Plutus is um, we're providing a practical solution for anyone that has Bitcoin so you have Bitcoin, you want to buy groceries, uh, this is how you do it.
0: Yeah so I mean some of our users may not know that you spent a week only living on Bitcoin. Can you uh, tell us about this and and how that and how your experience with talking to different merchants and, and how easy this was?
5: Uh, yeah that was actually um a team team effort so uh I was mostly writing about this and cooperating with the team and handling all of that and uh, it was actually it's it 's actually much easier it it went much easier for us than than we expected because every place we basically went to um had an n f c terminal so uh, we we bought groceries we bought fast food. We bought movie tickets. We went on the London transport. All of this, just with the NFC app, just with Plutus, and just with Bitcoin.
0: I think that I think that people, maybe even a year ago, maybe not even that, who tried the same experiment would have would have had much more difficulty than what you met. Um, allowing yourself to tap into the current infrastructure that's in place with the NFC stuff essentially allows you to live your normal life, but. Keep your st- your value storage in Bitcoin. Am I right?
5: Yeah. What made it so challenging to live on Bitcoin in the past was you—you you had to convince the merchant. You had to—if they didn't accept Bitcoin, you had to be like, "Could you please accept Bitcoin? It's—it's it's good for everybody." that to stand there and embarrass yourself trying to convince them about some something <laughs> they perceive as magic internet money. Yeah. So, so, so then it was like an adventure. Like you had to go out. You had to drive for a few hours to find a place that accepts Bitcoin for some obscure product that you didn't need until you knew they they had Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, but but now at this point, if it has NFC, you can you can pay with Bitcoin. So it's it's uh, the the week is still ongoing. Actually, we're on day six, I believe. Um, but we could go on undef- indefinitely. We could we could do a year of Bitcoin only because every, everywhere we look, there's usually an NFC reader. Yeah,
0: hey, you definitely seem really stressed out about this past week, don't you? <laughs> uh, so could you, uh, could you walk us through the process of getting started with Plutus once it's live? Like how fast can someone who has no idea about this get up and running? Um, it's,
5: we've tried to make it as easy as possible, as, as humanly possible. All you have to do is deposit Bitcoin in your account, and you can spend it immediately with, by tapping and paying. So it's similar to Android Pay or Apple Pay. Uh, you just transfer Bitcoins to your, to your app, and uh, you tap and pay at the merchant.
0: That's, that's about as easy as you want it to be. Like it's, yeah, there's, it's, no, it's,
5: there's no settings to mess with, no um, unnecessary... Uh, setups or, or processes or anything—you just send the bitcoins, and you can. You're ready to shop.
0: As some people would say the litmus test for a for a successful application or a new technology is whether or not you can teach your grandparents to use it. And it seems like this is something you could teach your grandmother to use, and she would use it within a couple hours.
5: Maybe not a couple hours, but I think that's, that's a realistic scenario. That,
0: if you gave it a Bitcoin. <laughs> it's, uh,
5: yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about as easy as, as any, any other phone application. Mm-hmm. Much easier, I, I would think, than the, the average one. Um, on, on the other hand, when, when you are sending uh, Bitcoin to the app, when you're sending it to your account on Plutus, your uh, Bitcoin is immediately sold on the decentralized exchange. Okay. This this means that um, sorry, I just lost lost my train of thought. thought <laughs> no, <well>. no problem. <laughs>
4: um,
5: so w- there's there's two parts there's two parts of the Plutus app. One one part is where you are sending bitcoins to the to your account. Once you do that, it is sent to traders who have uh, put up a fiat deposit in their own currency. So it's yeah. basically it's basically like a regular exchange. Apart from the fact that we do not hold any user funds, so this is also what um, sets us apart from our competitors, is that Plutus doesn't hold any user funds, we don't hold any bitcoins or uh, any fiat currency. The fiat currency itself is escrowed by the bank and uh, insured, and the bitcoin goes directly from the user to a buyer, to their to their wallet which, which they own the private keys of. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, it's, it, it bypasses the need for th- connecting to a third-party exchange, because then you have to consider what fees do they charge extra, uh, you have to consider what is their security, can they be hacked, where are they storing the Bitcoins, are they storing them uh, adequately, and so on and so on. By doing this directly between the, the users and the traders, um, the Bitcoin goes directly to the, to the private wallet of the trader without... Without being held by us as an intermediary,
0: so essentially you've taken out a lot of the steps were involved in this process traditionally, and with each step you've taken out, you've also taken out the fees as well as the need for trust in those steps.
5: Definitely, that that was um, that's actually the main innovation I would say of Plutus. Interesting. That's definitely,
0: uh, and it, it I guess maybe some. Um, unthought-of consequences of Plutus is, is for people like me who uh, live in Brazil. That doesn't—it's Bitcoin is not very large here yet, at least in the small city that I'm in, and the infrastructure isn't there. And so I own Bitcoin, and I live in a country where the currency may not be so strong and is very volatile, but I can't spend it. And now with the introduction of an app like this, I can essentially live my everyday life that I do now, using Bitcoin and keeping the value of the money that I earned much more solid. Is that something you originally intended or is it something that kind of happened happily as a byproduct?
5: Um, What we intended with the concept mainly is to make it possible to buy groceries, uh, coffee and bus tickets, train tickets and other daily goods uh, with Bitcoin. We didn't realize that it would ha- actually have like global impacts uh, in 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 other ways. For example, the, the one you mentioned, or uh, it's also useful for the the tourist industry, which is also something that we realized after the fact. Mm. Um, because when you have when you're using the Plutus app and you're buying groceries, you can go across borders into a different country and still pay for your groceries there. So it, it you don't without without converting to the foreign currency. So essentially, we realize that it's useful for travel and in, currencies where, and in countries where the currency may, may be more volatile or restrict than Bitcoin.
0: It's kind of amazing that you've created an app that allows, like, it's almost gone from not being able to use your Bitcoin anywhere to being able to use your Bitcoin anywhere you ever want to and set up to pay whatever the merchant wants to pay. accept? It's like not only do they accept Bitcoin now, but they accept it in whatever currency they desire and you're paying in that currency for a good exchange rate.
5: Absolutely. Um, Similar to to most successful apps, it's something that we created out of necessity for uh, ourselves because we we, we had lots of Bitcoin and we were walking past the coffee shop or uh, buying something in the grocery store and thought, why can't we pay with bitcoin if we if we just hold our phone over the uh, payment reader for five seconds to pay and leave uh with a digital payment why can't you use bitcoin to do the same thing and so we so we created that as as a way of making life easier for us and then we realized this this could actually make life easier for a lot of people worldwide a lot of bitcoin users a lot of freelancers Uh, remittance uh, receivers, um, entrepreneurs, and anyone else who engages in Bitcoin or earns Bitcoin or holds Bitcoin.
0: And I think a key part of that is really tapping into the infrastructure that was already in place, not necessarily forcing uh, merchants to adopt a new technology, but just saying, do whatever you've been doing. And that really allows uh, a push forward in the usability of Bitcoin.
5: Um, absolutely, the the amount of NFC-enabled devices is almost doubling every every year.
0: Yeah, it's it's growing quite so a bit. The it's, technology. It's,
5: and there's actually there's actually a few few laws in in several countries. Uh, I can't really list them at the moment, but there are there are actually laws that uh, you would have to comply with for payments. And a lot of a lot of these uh, have have drafts where you may have to actually have an NFC reader to be compliant with with the
0: regulations oh, wow. in that, that country. That state. definitely helps for something like Plutus. Is there is there other other types of misconceptions that people think when you introduce this this, this app to them, where they, they they don't get it or they think that it works improperly?
5: There are two there are two misconceptions we usually hear. Uh, the first one is that we hold user funds and they, people ask us, how do you, how do we know that your, your servers are secure and stuff like that, uh, which is easily explained away by just saying that the exchange is between the users themselves. There's no, uh, we don't hold any Fiat currency and we don't hold any Bitcoin. So that, that is the, that is the main misconception that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other misconception that people have is that it's supposed to be something extremely disruptive, and that every every merchant will now love Bitcoin. That they're going to, as soon as it as soon as it appears, that merchants will go crazy, and that they will immediately accept Bitcoin. And that if they don't accept Bitcoin, it's not good. Mm. And this is this seems to me this seems to me more like a personal or like an emotional decision that people make they say well the merchant doesn't know that he's getting bitcoin and th- it doesn't change anything about how it works so it doesn't doesn't change the fact that you can pay uh for your groceries in bitcoin but to them if the merchant doesn't know it's bitcoin it it doesn't make them happy so it, so their their criticism is that is is just just based on based on emotion so they yeah. sort of think does the merchant love Bitcoin or is he a Bitcoin supporter? But to most people, that doesn't doesn't really matter or factor in as a, as a decision. Most people are, just think, uh, I would like a pizza. I'm hungry right now. Uh, I can pay this in five seconds using my Bitcoin account. Perfect. I'll also get a drink and you're on your way.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean I've, I've, I've kind of said the same thing a lot of times is that the, the real adoption of Bitcoin will come through people – Either not knowing they're accepting it, or not knowing they're using it. It's just a very useful technology for a lot of purposes and allows for varying ways of transferring value. But in the end, I believe, like you said, uh,
5: some of the Bitcoin. Excuse me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry for for, for not me. a problem. I just uh, I just wanted to add that the Bitcoin uh, developers mentioned mentioned the same the same uh, aspect that. It will, I'm not sure which which, but a few of the core developers mentioned that Bitcoin will become ubiquitous once people don't know that they're using it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a lot like and it, 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 everyone makes this parallel probably because it's apropos, but it's a lot like the internet um, in the early days or you know a few years ago before social media really caught on. Everyone knew they were using the internet. They were getting on the internet and trying to evangelize other people using the internet because it's so useful. Now, it's so pervasive that you have no idea you're using it, but I'd say 95% of your day involves some form of connecting with the internet because it's the back end to almost how everything works. And the same can be said about how we transfer value in Bitcoin.
5: We have uh, actually seen a lot of startups um, that... Were u- that were using blockchains in general. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were making their own blockchains. And more and more of these startups started showing up. And after, after that, Bitcoin companies decided to rebrand as not Bitcoin companies, but blockchain companies. So even though they wouldn't be making any blockchains, they would only be using one, the Bitcoin blockchain. Mm-hmm. They, would still, they would still refer to themselves as a blockchain company. And this seemed to really help their marketing. So, even one abstraction away, when people don't know they're using Bitcoin, they just know they're using blockchain, there's already a wider acceptance for that.
0: It takes, peop- it takes the emotion out of the situation and allows people to just say, oh, this is easier. Well, I want to use that. But in the end, the, yeah, I, I think Bitcoin's going to win because it's so secure. Uh, so, uh, one question we always ask everyone, of course, is can you explain Bitcoin in 10 words or less?
5: absolutely uh bitcoin is digital cash
0: free of central authority that is bitcoin is free of yeah bitcoin is digital cash free of centralized software. nailed it one of the very few are on our on our on our podcast that uh, have a such a concise answer and still maintain 10 words or less well thanks
5: um I certainly tried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Philip. I appreciate your conversation. And um, I hope when this uh, goes live and has a lot of time to to get in the hands of all the users and we hear a lot of use cases and good stories about this, we can have you back on the show.
5: Uh, thanks for having me on. And I, I look forward to being uh, on in the future when Plutus goes live. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a pleasant evening and uh, a great weekend. You
1: too. Bye. And that was the interview with the Plutus, Plutus, the app that allows you to, actually it wasn't with Plutus, it was with Philip, with an F, uh, one of the founders of Plutus. And what it allows you to do is if you have an Android phone, I believe, or maybe any phone, I don't know if they do the iOS, but if you have, you can spend your Bitcoin anywhere at a near field communication terminal, that is NFC. For the noobs in the audience at an NFC terminal, you can, you can spend your bits and the merchant doesn't even have to know. Like you just, it's just like, Hey, you got an NFC terminal and the merchants like, yes, I do because I believe in the future. And you're like, cool. And you just buy your bag of flaming hot Cheetos with your Android phone or iPhone and you send it through NFC and you pay for it. Boom.
0: And for those of you that don't know, NFC channels are pretty much everywhere. Yes. You see those like wireless credit card swipers? It's, pretty, it's an NFC channel. A mm-hmm. lot of people have them. They may not know it. Uh, so, go, to,
3: go to Plutus.it and then you can sign up to be a founding member and be the first to try it when they release their uh, album. Yeah, it'd be like Corey. Because they haven't announced a fixed date yet, but I think it's early 2016. So I'm Q1. Pumped.
0: There's Just, a lot of shit dropping I, in Q1. It allows me to hold on to my purchasing power of, of Bitcoin because the he I here is just so freaking weak. Uh yeah. and so if I can if I can leverage the money I have in America here, then I'll be much happier. I don't I don't have a way to spend Bitcoin here, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult. That's gotta be tough. But do, man. Dude, you're it you're just right, though, seamlessly man. makes it easy because everywhere here has an NFC. Anywhere I go, I just I can just swipe my phone and, and get what I want. What were you gonna say, Joe?
3: Yeah. That Q, you were right about Q1. It's going to be a monster, and, and I mean, Corey's signing up for all these innovative uh, companies and apps, and I think it's going to change the world. Yeah, Q1 is going to be great.
0: And this is the same thing we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. I mean, the past a couple of months, for that matter. Is that the next step is integrating Bitcoin into the current infrastructure and allowing yeah. people to use their Bitcoin wherever they want without without people knowing about it. And the next step is that, as that becomes normal, you can then expand the infrastructure to uh, to incorporate all of the possibilities of Bitcoin. Yeah, which just makes that much easier. And then, as you get to a point where you're using all of the possibilities of Bitcoin, you can then get rid of the old infrastructure. But it's it's kind of it has to be this seamless transition of how that works. And steps like Plutus are the first pivotal steps to this type of thing, where you're really, really, yeah. really, really drastically increasing the use case and usability of Bitcoin. And, uh,
1: you know, along the same lines as that Shift debit card that Coinbase partnered up with the Shift payments to put out. You know, it's not like I think personally, you know, it's tying up a bunch of horses to a Ford F-150. You know, what's the point? But, you know, it gets people comfortable with the idea like, oh,
0: Bitcoin is money. Here's Here's the point to that. Say you you make cars, right? Yeah, I make cars. And and you make cars and you want to use cars everywhere you go, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there's no gas stations. Mm. There's only horses. Shit. So and you can only get gas stations at this one place. So you have this car that works real great, but it also runs on horses because you can never get gas. So you've
1: got to essentially have a bunch of jerry cans and get a bunch of gas when you get gas. And then you, you're an explosive you get some hazard. Gas,
0: you get some gas like, oh hell yeah, I'm using my car. It's awesome. This is way better than using horses. And you run out of gas, you're like, ah shit, I can't use my car anymore. I guess I gotta turn the horses back on. Mm, that's an excellent
1: analogy, man. And you don't yeah, want to be carrying around a bunch of gas because then you're an explosive hazard.
0: Yeah. You crash, you burn. And so you wait. So you wait until slowly but surely more and more gas stations start popping up and you can use your car more and more often. And then it gets to the point where everybody's using a car and it's the only way to do it. And why would ever people ever use horses? That's stupid.
1: I I tell you what, in the next five years, I'm really debating about causing physical harm to the person who writes me a check. (laughs) I got a check the other day and I got just a little bit (laughs) angry.
0: Yeah, but you can just
1: deposit it on your phone now, man. It's so easy. Yeah, you could take a picture of the front and take a picture of the back and take a selfie. And you're like, "Eh, deposit it for me. But at the same time, you handed me a check. Okay? You did that willingly. You wrote that with a pen? Yes. There's no other avenues in 2015 where you can talk to someone on the other side of the planet in less than a
3: tenth of a second.
1: And you wrote me a fucking check. Like
3: I was like, the, the only oh, people that use checks are I mean, no one is like, Oh, I'm gonna start using checks now. I'm sixteen years old. I think the only people that are using checks are the people that are afraid to move on to the next level of paying for things. And they're yeah. gonna get phased out just the way newspapers and Kodak and and Geo Metros will.
1: They're called lights.
0: They're afraid of new technology. Yeah. Yes. Newspapers are
1: struggling, man. They might as well just start putting they might as well just hang it up, man. Find a better business model. It's Speaking be better. of better business
3: models, Dimitri.
1: Yeah, man. I How about Playboy that. taking out the nudie photos?
3: Oh, oh well, we still get Pamela Anderson wait, one more time.
1: That wasn't where we were going. That's not where we were going. Oh, okay. Um, we still get
3: sixty-one-year-old Pamela Anderson, though.
1: Ooh, can't wait to see those awkwardly smooth old boobies. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm all about that. That was creepy. Um, so I'm all about it too. Double creepy. I do believe you're talking about mycelium.
3: The, yeah, it's a payment system that's it's, changing the world.
1: Yes, it's 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 more than just a payment system. The, originally, they do hot wallets, right? They do wallets, and I think they also offer a cold cold storage option. You can like export your private key and you know make a paper wallet and and do that whole thing. Where you are the master of your financial existence, yes. Uh, But also, recently they've been—I guess it was rumored—they were working on a a payment network, and that's hard to do traditionally, right? If you want to have a payment network, you got to go knock on Visa's door and say, "Like, hey, Visa, you know, I'm thinking about building this thing, and you know, I'm thinking about." making it a payment system and Visa's probably going to be
3: like, good luck with that. By the way, we wrote the laws. so. But so, can I take this and go to Wendy's and buy something or does well, it still need like a huge behavior change of consumers and merchants to get behind it? It's going to need a little bit
1: of both, but not a lot of bit of both. It's um, so it's, it's, it's a payments network and it's this device that's a, it's essentially a smart debit card. It doesn't have a magnetic strip. It's got the NFC chip on it. It's got near-field communication. It uses web meshing to communicate with this payments network that they've built. But that's the beautiful thing about permissionless innovation, shout out Andreas, is that they built this payment network using Bitcoin as the roots. And essentially, I believe what they do, I don't know how they're going to pitch it, but there's a little device that people plug into the back of their routers and it makes that a Bitcoin node. And it communicates with the Bitcoin network and they've built the network on top of the Bitcoin using the Bitcoin protocol. So essentially you don't even need internet access because the card has, you know, long range radio in it. So the future is now, basically. You can This is s- another
0: implementation of, of what Plutus is, but in a different in a different way, slightly different way. Yes. It's trying to get it's trying to tap into the old infrastructure using Bitcoin. Well, you know what I should do? Why don't
1: I just play a little itty-bitty snippet of the mycelium? God damn it. I keep saying mycelium. 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 That's how I'm going to remember it. You're probably not going to... That's not going to help you? Nope. All right, well, (laughs) let me play a little bit of the video. All
2: right, play it. It's surprising the amount of resources spent on maintaining the current financial system, which is more primitive at its core than one would think. Moreover, the quality of services provided to the end user is far from ideal. If we break it down, the money system is essentially a huge set of records, built on more records amassed over centuries. By modern standards, it's inefficient and unnecessarily complicated today, the financial system could be way more automated and less expensive. The solution? A distributed ledger plus mesh networking cards. Today, anyone can store a dynamic list of all global transactions using an ordinary computer. If everyone had a copy of this dynamic list, financial institutions would no longer be necessary for daily transactions. Current reality is far from that vision. But we are moving in this direction quickly and can already enjoy benefits from reliable global distributed ledgers that can support transactions with nearly zero cost. Okay. And
1: so, so, we played a little bit of the introduction of the video, and that doesn't get into the guts of it. But it's not a long video. It's four minutes
3: long. Um, Cello, can we link it in the show notes? I will put it down there so you can hear that very sexy British guy endorsing this product.
1: That guy is getting paid money. You know how many videos I hear his voice on?
3: I like, think that's. I mean, if you want to endorse something, you got to get a suave British guy.
1: Yeah, my selenium card there for you in all your purchasing necessary pieces
3: of shit. I can't. <laughs> it reminds me of <laughs> reminds me of the island. Remember, you can go to the island. Yeah, you can live forever. Anyways, anyway. um,
1: so basically, it, it it's a little card. And you spend Bitcoin with it, but it's hyper futuristic and it's awesome. And you don't even need to swipe the card or anything. It always has access to the Bitcoin network if enough people have these little things plugged into their routers. You know? If. That's a big if. if. That's a big if. And I think if I were my Celium, um, Maybe you could provide some incentive to a merchant or some incentive to the individual to want to have this little device plugged into their router. You know what I mean? Maybe mycelium and twenty one should partner up and, you know, have it so that this little device is also mining a little bit. So even though that's negligible we know that. But hey, you could pitch that to dumb people. So
0: we'll see how it works out. I'm curious to see how these how these different implementations of Interacting with the current infrastructure to use your Bitcoin will, plan, will pan out because people are only yeah. going to use what's the easiest and what's the most useful and secure. And that's going to come through trial and error and then big names who people trust saying yeah. which one they like. I know if
1: I managed a bank or if I were any kinda, in any kind of leadership position in a bank right now, I'd be that, that boss from um, office space. Yeah, um, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday, because we're about to lose our jobs, and (laughs) we need to get to working on some Bitcoin stuff, so yeah, that's what I'd be. So, the banks are going to get disintermediated real soon.
0: You know, we actually have a nice little case study amongst ourselves with... uh with which one is best is most useful for like, between just between Plutus and mycelium y'all are getting mycelium cards right shift. we're getting shift cards shift cards okay yeah. y'all are getting shift cards I'm getting I'm gonna get Plutus as soon as I can so we're gonna we'll have a nice little contest on how easy it is to use this type of stuff mm-hmm. once we get them and start using them
1: oh uh, yeah and Corey we were going into a thing about mycelium and what this is is this is that Andrea's vision coming to light is that permissionless innovation is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Right? So like that same video we referenced earlier, uh, we should also put that in the, in the show notes for shits and giggles. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's the, the difference between this even is even more apropos for, from from D's Bane impression. Yeah. Things that were born and grow up on the Internet can adapt to what the Internet is and understand what it is and can deal with its attacks and all of everything that is the internet much better than things that are just trying to interface the network and get yeah. accustomed to it. And that's what Absolutely. these new apps that we're talking about <laughs> are doing. They're essentially, they live on the internet. There is no back end. There's no home. It's just, they log into a laptop and it lives on the internet. Everything that is the company is on the internet as opposed to, you know, traditional infrastructure where you have a building and brick and mortar and databases and a centralized server and stuff like that that then interfaces to the internet. And Indeed. it's using the, the technology for what it is capable of as opposed to using what you're comfortable with and slowly expanding.
1: You're seeing my vision quite clearly,
0: Core. Are you give you your hand over your mouth when you do that? I
1: did that time. I thought so. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys.
0: Let's
3: rapidy ribbity wrap it up.
1: I just wanted to say one thing. I wanted to say my moment where I thought I finally understood Bitcoin, but I know it's impossible to understand Bitcoin. But I watched the mycelium mycelium son of a told you (laughs) I watched the mycelium video, and at the end of it, I mycelium still gonna forget. But I watched it, and it hit me. And this is what hit me, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, and any listeners, feel free to pitch in and tell me I'm stupid or not, and maybe we can hash it out on our Zap chain, but uh, I thought to myself, now the current monetary system only uses the internet, but Bitcoin makes the internet the monetary system. And that's when I was like, oh, the possibilities are endless, okay, I get it now. So that's what I thought.
0: That's exactly and, what I was just saying. It's you're no longer using it. You are on it. You are a part of it. You are it.
1: Yeah. So it's going to um, be like when Neo saw the Matrix running
3: through the agents at the end of the movie. A lot of movie references this episode.
5: Why not? Okay. Can, I say, that, can I say
3: that Batman versus Superman
0: looks like hot, hot garbage? You and can I already asked Christopher Nolan. Oh. If it's not Christopher Nolan, it's in comparison, it's going to be hot garbage. That's I vote Christopher Nolan, president of Hollywood. They're, they're trying to have that dark Nolan vibe combined with the
3: comedy Avengers vibe, and it looks like hot dookie. I'll I watch this to-
0: preview today and then respond. <laughs> <laughs>
3: One
1: thing that they're appealing That's all, to
3: is that, like, uh,
1: what is it called? Justice League, and then that little, like, the little, what's it called? Teen Titans. That shit's really popular amongst kids nowadays. So they're, they I don't trust anything that.
0: that's popular among kids nowadays. They're yeah, cartoons right <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they like to light themselves on fire and drop condoms on their head. Yeah. I don't trust that. Golly. Just a bunch of <clears throat> re <reeves>. Um, so <laughs> right, anyways, uh,
3: yeah. Next week, uh, we got our Teddy Pendergrass intro, our smooth R and B drunk episode that you've come to know and love. Um, <laughs> We may or may not have one of our homies drop by the studio. He's coming. But we're all going to, yeah, and then we're all going to get a little drunk and talk about Bitcoin. It's a fun time.
0: I'm clearly glad I decided to uh, not drink alcohol this month and then just break that for the drunk episode.
1: I'm thinking of not drinking alcohol. I got a little bit schwasty last time. I got too swifty. I listened to it recently. I was like, I just sound like a drunken asshole that nobody wants to listen to.
0: Everybody know that when they listen to the, the podcast too. Yeah,
1: we all knew that. It's funny. Our boy Aiden found out. We did a little digging, and he was like, "Their last drunk episode is a piece of shit." Don't even. <laughs> but while, but
3: while, we're, while we're recording, I'm like, "Man, this is really informative." And then when you listen back, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> "You drunken idiots." Yeah,
1: whatever. It's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like so let's get the plugs out there. Um. At the BTC podcast on twitter cello runs it he's doing a great job interact with him if yep, yep. yeah if you want to sponsor something you know hit him up on twitter and we'll get it going like you want to sponsor us? boom skaboom uh, or if you just want to talk about bitcoin splat out do it on twitter also you could do that
4: on a, say what i
3: was just going with oh. your terminologies there Splitty i was going on on a, on a
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Splickety-splam. Uh, if you want to hit up the com, shkadoosh, you can do that. There's a Q&A on there. It goes directly to Mr. Petty, and he will answer your questions, although he still hasn't told me about the bacon cooking thing. but
0: I've okay. thought about it. I decided not to answer it for you. <laughs> I don't answer your questions. You can just talk about it. <laughs> I answer random people's questions I don't know. I was just trying to break the...
1: Well, give them an example of
0: what I'm capable of. Yeah.
1: Um, Also.
0: I actually did work that out, by the way.
1: (laughs) What I've been. uh, You did? Yeah. You're going to have to let us know on the next episode. Heyo. Okay. Um, ZapChain. I'm really trying to build this community. It's growing strong. We're getting one community member a week. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So. um, But we did get a little interaction. And yeah, you get paid bits just to comment on stuff. Give us ideas to talk about. Ask us questions. We'll talk about it on the show. You'll like that because you're like, oh, I feel like my voice is being heard. And we're like, fuck yeah, it is, man. So come to the Zapchain community. It's uh, zapchain.com. Wait a second. Let me. Slash in the show notes. Zapchain.com slash Z slash just two guys. And I'll put that in the show notes. Good deal. And uh, I've been handing out bits like it's my job, okay, to try and uh, get you guys really interactive. And another thing we're plugging is the crowd fund.
3: Can we do that? Is it too soon? Um, Do I feel motivated this week? I think I can get it done this week. Yeah, I'm going to get you motivated. Let me, let me let me just say that we are tinkering with the idea of crowd funding. Yes. Um, and I I want people to give us money. Yes, but and it's for the people, though. It's it's going to be to your benefit, definitely. Yes. Uh, it's in the workings. We will get it up. Another um, thing I'd like to do. Well, we'll
1: talk about that on the back end of the show. But the crowdfund. we're trying to get it out there, and you know, start spreading the word. And other than that, do we have anything else? Oh, to this,
3: I do have something. Someone on on Twitter. Uh, pointed out to me that our feed was wrong. Um, So I corrected the feed. It's on our website, uh, or you can go to feeds.feedburner.com slash the Bitcoin Podcast. We got 20 subscribers the first day I put it up because people, I'm sure, were clamoring for it, and I just linked it wrong. Hot damn. So if you want to listen to our show uh, and you don't like iTunes and Stitcher, which is very understandable, the feed is up there now correctly. Good job. Off clap for that. Yippee, yippee, yep.
1: All right. Well, play the outro.
2: Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man.